Hello, friends. This is Alan Kirshner from Eschatos Ministries. The impact of Bible Prophecy Daily has exceeded our expectations, with regular listeners downloading all over the world. If you are finding value in these podcasts as they help you prepare for our Lord's return, would you consider giving to Eschatos Ministries? Simply click the support button in the corner of the podcast website at BibleProphecyDaily.com. Your support will help us maintain the delivery of this daily one-of-a-kind podcast. Thank you. You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. Hello again, and this is Marquis Laughlin, and today we are going to look at seven biblical principles for handling end times questions. Um, one of the things that I, I have uh, <laughs> I've been blessed to be able to do is to talk about the end times with a variety of people from different denominations. I've presented Revelation probably five to six hundred times over the last thirty years. Uh, in just about every kind of congregation you can you can uh, guess I mean every kind of denomination um, and uh, hearing the different views um, uh, pretty amazing how um, we're we're all so not on the same page with the book of Revelation and uh, so much of it uh, depends on um, who your pastor was what denomination uh, of uh, the seminary he came out of really was and and it just they all branch out um so we have a lot of different views you've probably had discussions with people of various spiritual growth uh various levels of understanding uh bible prophecy and you've tried and failed to communicate some sort of truth to them well uh, i'm here for you today i'm going to take some of the pain out of it i'm just going to share what i've learned over 30 years of having q a's for revelation and and ha- getting into these discussions and attempting to convince somebody of um of something that I see in scripture. So I'm going to try to share some of the the things I figured out how to not waste a lot of time, I think, and how to focus on what's really important. So I'm hoping that you'll be able to take some of that away uh, from this particular uh, podcast. Hey, um, the reason you're listening is because you're trying to understand uh, God's plan better. What is going to happen next? What he's already done? How different things fit in? Um, and be able to use that information to prepare, to warn, uh, to uh, exhort people to get closer to Jesus, to accept his salvation, um, because God, he, Jesus, is coming back to judge. And so that's what our purpose is. So we want to equip you as much as we can uh, to be able to do that. So that's why this session. You know, um, I think when you when you read different scriptures about the end times, one of the scriptures that really, I guess, jumps out to me or jumped out to me early was from Daniel chapter 12, where Daniel speaks three times about saints who are wise and lead many to righteousness in the last days. He says, and those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the sky above and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. 
I remember when I first heard that, I thought, that's what true stars are. That's what a real star is. Um, that's what Jesus is trying to make of us uh, to, to shine his glory. And those who go deep into scripture, into him, into the word of God, um, and share that, they shine uh, brightest. So I just, I know that's probably your heart, your passion, um, to be a source of light to people around you. And I'm going to, I'm going to try to give you a few guidelines, some, some basic things you can put in your, your toolbox that, that generally tend to work. I definitely don't claim to have this cornered. I may miss something huge. It's okay. Um, you can, you can let me know what it is and and I'll learn something. I'm teachable. So number one, uh, I found that the really the the most important thing is to remember the power of God to save, and so you have to point people to the scriptures as their final author- as their final authority. You cannot be um, uh, pointing people to uh, a news article, to a Google search, to a um, anything that can be tainted by man's knowledge or presuppositions. Uh, you can't pe- you can't point people to science primarily. Remember, you're you are uh, representing God's resume to someone, um, and so a lot of times we we forget that we need to show this a, a person these things that God has already done that are amazing before they uh, actually look at something that we're saying he. It looks like he might do, or he's going to do at some point. So you really have to build that resume. Uh, number two, so number one is always point them to the scriptures. The the other reason for that is obvious. The Holy Spirit can work through those scriptures powerfully. There are scriptures that if you just you quote a scripture, you never know the Holy Spirit could bring that up five, ten years later, and it could be the reason the person does not take the mark of the beast. I always think of that when I'm quoting Revelation. Any one of those verses. God might use at any given time in the future in that person's life, any person in the audience to save them, um, because that's the power of God's word. It reaches out, it grabs you and it convicts you like nothing else. So that's your number one weapon, pointing people to the scripture. Number two is to remember that it's all in the scripture. When anybody, you know, every once in a while, somebody will say, well, you know, that's not in the Bible. And I'll say, are you sure? Or, or, you know, what's more likely? It's not in the Bible or you haven't found it yet. It's more likely that you haven't found it yet or that someone you know, and you don't know very many people, haven't found it yet. That's more likely. I think the the tendency to underestimate the scriptures and the amount of knowledge that that God has given us is really high for us, particularly in this country. I'm reminded of uh, Amos chapter 3 verse 7. It says, "For the Lord God does nothing without revealing his secrets his secret to his servants the prophets." Now, he does nothing without telling his prophets that means that we have the writings of the prophets that he's told us everything. That's a hard thing to accept, but that's what God is saying. And Jesus repeats this idea, actually, in Mark chapter 13, verse 23. He says, be on guard. This is after he tells them all of the end times things. Be on guard. I've told you all things beforehand. He's saying, I've told you everything you need to know. I've told you everything. I'm not withholding any information that could help you. That's an, 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 those are amazing statements. Now, you've got to realize, uh, people in Amos' day, uh, 
they had a different view of the scriptures than we do. We don't, we don't have much of an appreciation for the Old Testament, particularly the first five books of Moses. We don't, the, the Torah, we don't have a, much of a, a knowledge of it. We don't realize that they were sitting there thinking, wow, we have the whole Genesis account where God creates the earth, and it, and it literally tells the whole story, the history of mankind before it happens. Every day shows you what happens in that first thousand years, the second day, the second thousand years, the third day, the third thousand years, and so on. All the way up until the seventh day, the Sabbath day, the seven thousandth year, where we're resting and, and reigning with Christ for a thousand years in his kingdom. That was a picture of what God's going to do. So God's saying, I told you everything ahead of time, fits with all kinds of scriptures we see in the New Testament. That God has made us before the creation of the world. He planned the, the things we were going to do. He knew everything we were going to do. All the good works. And he planned them ahead of time for his glory so he could show show off his grace uh, in the ages to come. So it's just an amazing, the Bible is an amazing book. And if you uh, approach somebody about the end times and start talking to them, you have to build that resume. And you have to remember, if somebody ask you something, you go to the scriptures. Remember, it's the word of God. Who's the word of God? Jesus is the word. He identifies himself with the, the very word of God as the very word of God. So in him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So ask God to show you in the, in the scripture where it is. And be patient. Too many people write it off and say, it's not in there. I can't find it. I didn't really look is what they're really saying. So I, that frustrates me. But remember, it's always in there as number two. So always point people to scripture. Remember, remind yourself that it's all in there. No, no excuses. And number three, focus on what God has predicted and already done. Fulfilled Bible prophecy is the number one tool to evangelize someone. Every time uh, the gospel is shared in the New Testament, we see this over and over again. The writer quoting, God did this, he promised this, he fulfilled it, and now he's going to do this. What are you going to do? You, you have to establish God is in control before you ask someone or invite them to submit to God as their Lord. He has to be God. He has to really be in charge. The person has to really be in trouble because God is going to is going to judge them. They realize he really is God. So how do you prove that? You prove that by God's fulfilling his promises. That's what Bible prophecy is. God saying something and doing it. Saying something and doing it. And that's uniquely uh, a unique thing uh, for God to be able to do is to over and over again, fulfill Bible prophecy or call it and then it happens. That shows that he is sovereign and in control um, and that no one can can um, stop him or as King Nebuchadnezzar says in, in the book of Daniel or say to him, what have you done? Nobody can stop him. He is sovereign, almighty God. That is critical. So focus on what God has predicted and done. You're trying to build God's resume uh, for this person so that they will put their trust in God and believe what you're telling them you see in Scripture that God is about to do. 
So that is very important. So one, always point people to scripture as the final authority. Two, remind yourself constantly that it's all in there and keep asking God to show you where it is. And three, focus on what God has predicted and already done. Fulfill Bible prophecy. If you don't know the amazing amount of prophecies that are, were fulfilled in the first coming of Jesus, the odds are impossible that that they could have that could have happened. I mean, the amazing predictions about Israel's history, uh, all kinds of things. God has said, has told us, like He says, "I've told you everything ahead of time." He really has, saying, "Here's what I'm going to do." and then be doing it. So it's an, that is an amazingly powerful tool to evangelize or to, to share with somebody that you want to, them to put your trust in what God's going to do. So, um, or their trust in what God's going to do. Now, number four, this is a, a, this is a tougher one, I think, for some people than others. Um, and this is, I think one of the, one of the, most critical things you can do or attitude you can bring to any discussion about Bible prophecy is a willingness to re-examine your assumptions and things that you were taught about the end times. I can't tell you how many things I was taught when I first became a believer about the end times that I have reevaluated, and I can at the very least see much more clearly uh, or I have been able to refute because I've realized they just don't fit. It's a force or it's a, it's a, there's two or three scriptures that fit, but these three or four over here or 10 over here are contradicted. So I've had a, uh, as we get closer to things happening, uh, we are going to be able to see more clearly. And so I think we need to be able to make the adjustments. And, and nowhere is that illustrated more clearly than with the first coming of Jesus. Um, if you watch how the, uh, the disciples changed their understanding of what Jesus, of who Jesus was, the Messiah was going to be and what he was going to be about, they had to make serious adjustments. And so we should be expected to be making those adjustments too. And I think that's all a part of being awake and being watchful. If you're watchful, you assume you may you may need some correction. You may need the teacher to come over your shoulder and say, oh no, uh, this is what that adds up to right here. You see how that works? So be expecting God to um, be making adjustments. And as you know more scripture, as you get more familiar with things, you're going to be able to discern better and you're going to see things clearer. So be willing to re-examine your assumptions, things you were taught about the end times. Don't just say, well, I, I learned that once and I'm good and I can go on about my business. This is, this is, we're talking about the future here. When you get closer, you're going to see it more clearly. You, you need to assume because everybody uh, has to go through this, that you're going to have to make some corrections. So good stuff. Um, expect to see more every time that you look. Pray, pray about that. Now, number five is don't be afraid to listen or to watch or read people who disagree with your view. You know, just because um, uh, one person doesn't agree with my um, timing of the day of the Lord doesn't mean I should write them off completely and assume that the Lord hasn't showed them something that I need to be corrected on. Um, so I, I, I have to uh, 
I, I, I really want to emphasize this because the Holy Spirit is a, boy, he is really not, uh, no respecter of persons. He can show anyone anything. Uh, and we, we have to respect that. We can't go, we just can't, we can't just assume, oh, they don't, they don't get this part. So there, there's nothing to see here. So many believers, uh, have that, are lazy like that. Don't be lazy like that. Assume God loves them just as much as he loves you. And he may have shown them something that few people have seen. Uh, that is amazing. That is in the scriptures. Uh, take the humble approach, believe me. And you may not agree with everything, but they may have something that is a gem in there that you you just haven't heard or never thought about. Um, and you discover it, and it changes how you see God and what he's doing. So um, don't be afraid, because you're going to filter everything through scripture. That's your job. you got to go back and say, okay, here's the evidence for it. So it says, uh, Proverbs 24, verse 6, I love it. it, says, For by wise guidance you can wage your war, and in abundance of counselors there is victory. People, when you're bouncing your ideas off of people or listening to uh what they what you think may be false a false view of something you're going to understand it better you're going to be able to um uh, tackle it better next time you're going to under you're going to be able to see the weaknesses or the strengths and you're going to have to wrestle with your own weaknesses and strengths in your view um so you're going to get better at at articulating your view if it's true so you, you really, there's not a lot to lose because as long as you're committed to the scriptures, your final authority, um, then, and not some teacher or somebody you like that taught you this and that blew you away. So everything else they said must be perfect. No, as long as you're committed to truth, you're going to be fine. Now, number six is affirm what you agree upon. Obviously, um, we agree upon 90 probably about 95 99 95% of uh truth when it comes to the end times and there are five maybe 10 15% at best um that maybe we're we're not agreeing on and, that, and that's what i find mainly um to be true i mean look we agree upon who jesus is we agree upon what he came to do what he did for us we agree upon uh, his plan to save all all mankind and transform um, all of creation and rule and reign. Um, those are kind of the basics, you know. Uh, so uh, affirm that because you want unity. We need each other. Um, and we're all in the same boat. We're all going to get um, corrected when the Lord comes. So good. That That's a great rule. Now, number seven, the last one is to be patient with doubters. Now, you think about that. Here's 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. Here's Peter's attitude. This is Peter, Mr. Urgent, Mr. You can't go to the cross because you got to rule and reign now. You know, Mr. Give me a sword, Mr. He is, he's Mr. Now. And here he is in 1 Peter towards the end of his life. And what is he saying? The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness, but he is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. See, he's, he's addressing the mockers who are saying, oh, Jesus, he's never coming. See, it, it's amazing. He, is, he sees God's plan, 
and he knows what God's patience is. And now he has the long view, the big picture. And he is, he understands where he is in that time frame of God's story. So there's a certain amount of peace that comes with that. And that's the kind of peace we should have. Look, we know we're living in the end times. We have the scriptures that show that, that prove that. That's, that's pretty easy to prove from the scriptures. But do we have the patience with people to be long-suffering with them, to uh, approach them and have them reject us and approach them and have them reject us and to keep, you know, we want the Lord to come quickly, but we also realize that because of God's love, he wants to, he's going to wait until the very last minute to, to allow people to come to him. And we are part of uh, calling people to that. And this opportunity we have to share the gospel, to share what God's going to do, to to fe- to uh, to warn people, warn men to fear God and give Him glory, because the hour of His judgment has come. It it is a it is an opportunity that has a time lock on it. it there's an hourglass. The time is sifting out. So we are we're we have to be patient because God is always going to be more patient and more gracious than we could ever imagine that he would be. And that's why he's allowing man, man um, to actually go into this time period. Um, that's, that's what this is all about. God's grace. God doesn't want any to perish. That's why you, you look around the world, you see, look at all this evil. It's flourishing. This is terrible. God, come quickly judge these people. No. God is so gracious, so kind, so forgiving, and I'm glad he, you know, I'm glad he he was forgiving enough to have somebody preach the gospel to me, and and I was able to repent in time, um, and I know how amazing that is. So we want that for everybody. So and we never give up. We never know if somebody you're talking to is the thief on the cross. They're going to be on their deathbed, and they're going to go. You know what? Uh, remember me when you come into your kingdom, Lord Jesus. Um, and it may be a, a seed that you or I planted in them that makes them utter those words and receive salvation. So it ain't over until it's over. Be patient with the doubter. So there you have it. You've got seven things that you can really grab a hold of to be able to try to focus on when you're talking to people about the end times. Number one, always point people to the scriptures as the final authority. Number two, remember that it is all in there. It's all in the scripture. If you're not sure, just pray and ask God to show it to you. Number three, focus on what God has already predicted and done. Fulfilled Bible prophecy is the most powerful tool we have um, in evangelism. Uh, and number four, be willing to re-examine your assumptions and things that you were taught about the end times. Number five was, don't be afraid to listen to, watch, or read people who disagree with your view. Number six, affirm what you can agree upon. And number seven, be patient with the doubters. Well, may the Lord bless and keep you uh, until next time. I can't encourage you enough. Uh, Keep digging. Keep asking God to reveal himself to you through the scriptures, to clear clear up confusing areas, to allow you to be able to articulate what his plan is, not just what he's done for salvation, but what he's about to do to judge the world. So I would just pray that you are powerful um, in the spirit and that you go out in boldness and you share the tremendous hope that we have that are in our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Um, now, if you want to see me do Revelation, you need to go to my website, actsoftheword.com, or you can go to Last Days Overcomers. We are trying to build up uh, the body of Christ to make some of those people wise so that they can lead many to righteousness. That's lastdaysovercomers.org or actsoftheword.com. God bless Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode. 